A good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Today, we have a pop-up podcast we decided to do just a couple minutes ago. And what we're talking about today is a lot of people always want to get to the, uh, how do I get from point A to point Z like right away? Everyone wants to like start in real estate, be a top producer without having to put in the work. So how the hell do you actually shortcut your way through success and fast track this stuff, right? And believe it or not, yeah, there are some shortcuts, but all of them are going to require you to do a couple things. And that's going to be, you know, putting in action, putting yourself out there and uh, all the above. So we're joined today with my good friend, owner of Big Block Realty, Mr. Sam Karamian. Sammy, how are you doing, buddy? What's going on, dude? Thanks for uh, asking me to be on this podcast. You always make it fun. And I'm excited about this topic. For sure. So, for show for show. Show for show. Let's get into it. I think this is a good topic. Let's talk a little bit more about what we're going to get into. And actually, Sammy, I'm a living example of what we're talking about right now. So I want to um, go through like, we see this in the real estate space all the time. Everybody wants to go out and take a fast track, fast shortcut, but then they're hanging out with a bunch of losers. So, you know, I want to go through like how you surround yourself, put yourself in those situations. Anything from the brokerage you're with and the community you surround yourself with is usually the underlying answer. But let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. You know, for me, I think that my whole life, what I've consistently heard was that there is no real shortcuts to success. And I largely agree with that, except for, I feel like the only shortcut I found and a shortcut that's consistently worked for me is relationships and environments, right? So if we look at them separately, we'll start with environment. If I put myself in an environment with a bunch of people that are doing more than me, a bunch of people that are doing a bunch of awesome stuff. If I'm putting myself in an environment with a bunch of badass people, I cannot help but to actually change the way I think. It'll actually expand your thought process. So I think environment is really a big factor of where it all starts and ends. The better the environment, the quicker you can shortcut success. But why? The why for me is because you can't do something that you don't see oftentimes. And when you're in the right environment, in the right room with the right people, you just see things you've never seen before. You hear conversations you've never heard before. I always say like the masterminds I'm in, they cause me to count differently. I used to count in hundreds and then thousands and then hundred thousands and now millions. You know, environment is a big thing. Number two, and really this is, comes from the environments you put yourself in, is people, is relationships. And why are people in relationship shortcuts? Well, I think for one of two reasons or both. One, they either give you a roadmap of what they've done to get to where they are. And instead of trying to figure it out on your own, you can follow the same footsteps that someone has taken that has achieved what you're trying to achieve. Uh, so that's one is intellectual shortcut. But two, through relationships, you actually get shortcuts through people. If I want to get a message out, let's just say about a big block or closing table or whatever it may be, 
uh, and I have a relationship with someone that can get me on your podcast, which has had hundreds of thousands of downloads, that relationship shortcut could possibly help someone get their message out there, get more eyeballs. So the, the relationship equity and the intellectual equity that you get through people is really, I think, one of the only ways to shortcut success. Totally. Let, let's go through an easy one. Here's honestly, this is where I met you, dude, at an event. How many yeah. agents actually go to the event? Like Lab Code Agents has an event once a year. You got all kinds of real estate events that you know people can go to and participate in. But no, what's funny is that you always see that top five, 10% at those events. You're not yeah. seeing the bottom 90 if you notice that. And there's no correlation. Um, like that's not a coincidence, right? It's not. And if you think about it, like 10% of the agents are doing most of the business. So if I'm in Chicago, 10% of the agents, let's just do it in San Diego here. How many agents are in San Diego? 36,000? Uh, about 26,000. 26,000. So you're saying about 2,600 actually do all the deals. Yep. Uh, you might see maybe you know a small percentage of those people actually attending events or involved in masterminds or going out to different things. Does that sound right? Yep. The thing is, dude, is so if we look at that 2,600 people you're talking about or the 10%, the thing about that is respectfully, a lot of them work with us. So, you know, I'm not talking shit. But respectfully, most of them have not figured it out on their own, right? They have followed someone else's steps, someone else's stumbles. They, they are learning and maybe making the processes better. But I'll tell you, my most successful friends today are professional copycatters. And I say that with love and respect. I think that's a great thing to be. You know, when you can be the person that says, wow, look at what Mike Cuevas has been able to do in this period of time. How can I duplicate that, replicate that, copy that, share that into my business? That's why the 10% become the 10%. Most of them, if none of them figured out how to do it on their own, I'd be willing to bet that a large majority, if not all, had someone, something, a tool, a resource, an advocate, a coach, a mentor, a group that helped them see things that they weren't looking at, helped them do things they didn't know to do. You know, I feel like one of the best lessons I've learned is when it comes to success, you're always going to pay full price. You're always going to pay full price. Full price is either spending two, three, four, five years trying to figure it out on your own or spending the money to put yourself in the right environments with the right coaches in the right mastermind groups, you're going to pay the price either way. Yep. No, that's super true. You, you pay it either way. And honestly, the, the latter is actually probably the least expensive route if you're actually to add dollar per dollar because of all the trial and error of falling on your face. I tried that for two years, falling on my face, falling on my face. Right. And I came out, you know, I came out here and did the shortcut. <laughs> That's really, so super, super interesting. Let's give some agents some different ideas of places that they can get around because I think you're right. I think I've always personally learned better from others and just putting myself in that position and seeing what they're doing and putting my twist on it. Yeah. So if somebody, someone's already working, why are you going to recreate the wheel? Don't make it yours. You know why people want to recreate the wheel? Because of ego and these labels that they've attached to themselves. Like, oh no, I don't do that. Yeah, you're damn right. You don't do that. But that guy does and he's killing it. Or the ego like, oh no, I won't use scripts or I won't use that process because I'm above that or better than that. That's all stuff that just keeps you stuck, right? So um, I think the question was, what are some resources we can give them to help them 
create these shortcuts. Is that correct? Yep. So just shooting off the hip for one, it's, it's obviously events, right? I was born in real estate inside of a Mike Ferry event, right? I sold my first home. Um, I went to a Mike Ferry seminar. I signed up for coaching. I lived in that, still live in that ecosystem. And every time I went to the events, I was the guy that wouldn't take my name badge off, even if it was 11 o'clock at night at the craps table. Why? Because I wanted the other guy that was at the event to say, oh, you're here from Mike Ferry. And I can spark those conversations that you can have sitting next to one person next to another, like rows and rows of people. It's really hard to make connections. So it started for me at Mike Ferry. So I think you got to find a really strong environment you could put yourself in prior to like the mastermind type stuff, which we'll get to. So looking at someone like Mike Ferry, looking at Tom Ferry, looking at Brian Buffini, there's so many great coaches out there. Honestly, in my opinion, if you're not going to one of those three events, they're the best. But past that, there's the idea that I feel like you'd, you'd agree with this too. Like my most successful friends like sharing with people what they've done and how they've done it, right? There's very few people that are way on the other side of success that like try to hold it all in and don't want to share. Most winners are sharers. So you could just simply reach out to someone in your marketplace that's doing really well and ask them to lunch. You know, the other day I was talking to one of our agents that's a door knocker and another agent that works with us came up and this agent, you'll love this, Mike, no bullshit. She worked last year, 122 days out of 365 and she made 440 something thousand dollars and she did it all by door knocking. So now, Someone that's a door knocker and is trying to figure it out, they can try to figure it out on their own. They can learn the scripts. They can hit the doors. They can learn the ups and the downs, or they can just call the agent that's killing it, working 122 days, making 440 some odd grand and ask them what they're doing. Ask them, how did they get there? Like when you get stuck, how do you keep going? What do you say? All of these things are the shortcuts. You know, as soon as you learn the ammunition that someone's using to win the game, you can start to use that same ammunition. So I would look at that. Third, there's great stuff in Meetup, right? Like go onto your local Meetup, meetup.com, look in your local area, and you're going to find Meetups in the real estate space where you can network and be the person that goes and talks to people, right? It's always interesting to me when I go to masterminds or seminars and there's like the dudes or the girls that like don't talk to anybody and they're just kind of there to learn. Learning's great, but actual connections to me speed up the implementation of the things that you learn. So check out Meetup. And then lastly, uh, something that has really been the biggest impact of my life, where I met you was at one of these things, where I've met other partners in some of my best businesses I've met in these things, where I've had the most breakthroughs, where I get the most value, where I find JVs and partners is in really strong mastermind groups, which is why we started Closing Table. Yep, no doubt. And I think with what's happening, knowledge is going to be really key <laughs> in the future. Like, here, give me a couple of things, you guys. Like, how are you going to compete against all these iBuyers? I believe that in the next two to three years, you're going to be forced to become an investor friendly agent. And if you're not, you're not going to compete against Zillow or Redfin or any of these iBuyer programs. And the truth is, is that we're going to have to reinvent ourselves to compete with them and reestablish our value add. So, yeah. what we're saying here is really like, would you rather just go out and figure it out on your own? Or would you rather just like hook up and network with some dude at a freaking event? Like, here's how I'm doing it. And you're like, ding. 
Yeah. You know, these, uh, even the events, there's always just one nugget we used to say like i don't care if i just have to learn one thing then it was worth going learn one thing but meet 10 people meet 20 people because that's where the business is especially with what we're all doing is like there's so many referrals given across country and the people who are giving them are the ones who are at the events totally you know uh i wrote down two things there one is the iBuyer thing and how networks speed it up this is not a pitch about big block or iBuyer, but I have with my team for the past eight months been working on creating our own iBuyer platform so that we can compete with the things that are happening. You know, Inman never wants to call it disruption to get us scared. It's innovation, which is good for business. You can either adapt with it or get killed by it. So we adapted. And what's my point? Like in my mastermind group, a closing table, like I'm white labeling this thing and I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna connect my friends with the platform, to connect my friends with the investors. I can turn key, help my friends in these different groups, plug in an iBuyer into their program, into their brokerage. And, and that's an example of shortcutting success. The other thing is, what did you say? iBuyer? Oh yeah. And one thing. So I'll tell you one of the guys in this mastermind, I mean, really successful dude. Many of you probably know him. His gig is he goes to mastermind events until he finds his one thing. And if he finds it at 9 a.m. on day one or at the end of day two, the moment he finds his one thing, he goes straight up into his room and starts working on that one thing. He doesn't need eight, nine, 10, 12 things. He needs that one thing that can make the biggest impact. When he finds it, he goes up to his room and works on it. And then afterwards, when the event breaks and everyone's at the bar or at the restaurants, he comes back down and works on his relationships and his connections. The one thing is really all you need, but the connections are what force you to stretch the way you look, stretch the way you think. I'll tell you for me, this is my favorite feeling. This is how I know I'm in the right room. Like when I leave war room or closing table, these other awesome masterminds I'm in, we have a lot of cool things going on. We're growing really fast. We're doing well. And with all that said, I'll leave a closing table. I'll leave a war room, Mike, and I'm driving home or on the plane home and I'm thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my life? When you can put yourself in an environment that makes you question, am I getting the most of my life? Am I getting the most of the opportunity? That's when you know you're in the right room. We did $2.4 billion on volume last year and I still leave these events and I'm like, what the hell am I doing with my life? There's so much opportunity. And when you put yourself in these environments, you realize that there is no shortage of opportunity. I agree this is a really good example of, I think that a lot of times when the market's going really well and things are easy, a lot of people sort of um, say, oh yeah, I could, I could kick that can down the road. But if you remember in actually where we all met in 2008, 9, 10, when uh, the market was upside down, these masterminds were very valuable because there's only a small percentage of people that really knew how to thrive in those markets with REO or short sales. Some of our friends were in a good mastermind with REO and it's those relationships that, you know, how they got a lot of the asset accounts, right? Yeah. No differently in the, in the short sale world. We needed relationships with asset managers to get files approved and vice versa. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's exactly what we're, uh, what we're talking about. Sam, when you say uh, mastermind, what do you mean? Like, I know a lot of people sort of confuse the term once in a while. You guys could have, like, you could have your own mastermind. You could attend a mastermind. You could, you know, what do you mean by that? So people really understand that. I, I think that there's a lot of different ways masterminds are run and formed. To me, the definition of a mastermind or rather the masterminds that I want to be a part of, the power from it is putting yourself in a room with people that are going in the direction you want to go. 
ideally they're further along than you are. Like the perfect mastermind is the one where you're the least successful person in the room, right? That's the best mastermind to be in. And what you get from it is there's really two types of education. Option one is the coach and the mentor, which is great. I still have coaches, but the coach or mentor is going to pitch you on their perspective. They're going to coach you on what they know. Uh, But sitting in a room with you, with Tristan, with Kevin, with Nick, with the guys from Agentology, with Mike Bjorkman. If I'm in a room with all the badasses, with Carrie Scholl, with Zandra, with Cherie, and we talk about any topic and beat it up, and Cherie's like, you know, but you can do this. And then Long's like, yeah, and you can do that. And you can flip it around and do this. That collective effort of a bunch of strong minds coming together for the better good of everybody in the room It's so much more powerful than you can get in a one-off relationship like you have with a coach or a mentor. Yep. I think that was right out. Yeah. So this is the deal is I think that a lot of people, they almost vet themselves out of rooms like this because of the fear of, I don't belong. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I can't add value. All these things, which are just crap that are either designed to do one of two things keep you from spending money, keep you from spending time or keeping you from being uncomfortable. All three of those are counterproductive to you reaching your goals, right? You just kind of learn to step in these environments. I mean, Mike, when I met you at that mastermind, what was collective genius, we were in Tampa, Florida, right? We had never met before. And I still remember you wearing a black t-shirt with a yellow font. I think it was like a Philly shirt or something. Sandals, Um, ripped jeans. Sandals, ripped jeans. And I was like, man, this MF is smart. Like, this guy's got it figured out. And that night, we were at the steakhouse. Like, I fangirled my way over to you. We started chatting. I offered you a drink. You offered me a drink. 35 shots later, we're like brothers, different mothers. But look at what that one thing has caused 10 years down the road, we've started businesses together. We've done events together. We're now in the same office together. You moved across country so we can do some cool things together. If we never went to that mastermind and we were both too puffed up, cocky, insecure, not wanting to chat, this right here, the magic that's happening in our lives together wouldn't have happened if we go to the room and make ourselves vulnerable enough to talk to other people. Yep. For those of you guys who are listening, honestly, like I, it never fails. Like we see agents that'll come to these events. I had one of my old agents. He went to his first event. I've been pushing him forever. He finally goes to LCA last year and he came back and he started doing more business, right? Or he, or he went just because he got outside the room. He made some connections. He did that. But you got to step outside your comfort zone. If I remember it, and tell me if I'm saying this the right way, Sammy, but I remember at closing table, you had Jesse Itzler speak. And Jesse Itzler, yeah. He said, uh, you didn't come this far to only come this far. And then he also yeah. said something that stuck, that I still say to this day. And it, it's, uh, if you're not extremely uncomfortable, you're not growing. Yep. Something along those lines. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And he kept talking about how you have to repot yourself, replant yourself. And he gave the analogy of, you know, a fish in a small tank stays small. You take that same fish, put them in a bigger tank, it grows. Yep. You keep a tree in a small pot, it stays. You put it in a bigger pot, it grows. Uh, success is about replanting, repotting, retanking yourself. When I can stretch the way I think, I can stretch the way I move, I can stretch the risk that I take, 
I'm going to do more. But if I'm going to the office and then going home and then going to the office and going home and all I'm talking to is my my only close knit circle, how can I expect myself to stretch the way I think to start to dream and think and, and, and work bigger? It's so interesting to me that people are so much more committed to being comfortable and so much more committed to doing things their way than they are to just talk to other people, learn what they've done and shortcut their success. It's like every great athlete has a coach that tells them what to do. And then they practice as a team and they beat the shit out of each other. That's what a mastermind is about. Yep. Absolutely. And also LCA Live, you know, I made so many connections at that event. I know Tristan was watching a minute ago. Uh, Tristan, if you're on, you want to just throw the dates of when I think you just told me you, you guys locked it up. I don't know if you have the final date set. Um, but going to LCA Live, Tristan will post it if he's in there. Or if any of you viewers know when it is, go ahead and throw it on. Going to Lab Code Agents Live, great event. You're going to make so many great connections. The real players are going to that thing. They do those one-day events. I think the next one is maybe next week in Atlanta or something. Carrie Scholl speaking there. Carrie's in our mastermind at closing table. Carrie Scholl did $8 million last year in commissions. $8 million. Is it fair to say that you can learn something hanging out with someone like that four times a year? Yeah. The funny thing is like when we see and we meet some of these people that you might have a little bit of a, you know, they might be, you might be like, oh man, there's that guy. Or, you know, you, you think like they're like your idols, right? We all have people we look up to. Like, yeah, Billy Jean coming. That's my idol. Look up to that dude. He's a top video guy out there. So that's one of the guys that I follow very closely. But it's funny though, because when you get and you actually just break bread with some of these people, they're just like you, you guys, they're just human. And honestly, nothing that anyone else is doing is nothing you can't. It's not rocket science. They just worked a little bit harder than you or longer than you at this given time. They're, they're just spending their 24 hours doing different things than you are. Yep. Right. And, you know, you mentioned Billie Jean being at closing table. That, that one thing, that, that one thing, him being there has now turned into, for me, three really badass things that have happened that would have never have happened if I never made that connection. I can't tell you how so many times I feel like, man, I'm getting lucky. Why does this happen? I don't think you're getting lucky. I think you're putting yourself in those positions. Actually, you know what? Exactly I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't even think about this. <laughs> Why don't we just tell about what your thing is? You just came off a big fucking MC, like a conference that we dreamt about MC. This is a true story, guys. Listen to this. Seven years ago, Sam and I are at Traffic and Conversion. I fly in from Chicago. Sam meets me up there. And we're like, oh, it's like this event we always go to. We have a good time. We have a bunch of drinks and do a bunch of networking. And I remember walking down, taking the escalator down with you. And we're looking at Digital Marketer. Because if you guys ever been to this event, you're just like, holy shit, I just want to be these guys so bad. And Sam's just like, these guys, Sam's like, these guys are just total fucking assholes, man. He's like, he's like, we got to do this. We got to do real estate marketing world one day. And I remember I also at the end of that day, Sam said, um, I'm going to MC this event. He said, I'm going to speak at this fucking event one day. And me and Oliver are like, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, seven years, you just crossed that goal. But I think it's important to explain why you were asked to speak as MC at, at uh, Traffic and Conversion. And you, deserve, you joined a mastermind that weekend. I couldn't swing at the time. I was super jealous. I was like, damn. I was so happy that you guys are, you know, going and, get, and getting involved in War Room and all that. And that's really where a lot of these relationships started. What was that? Six, seven? How, how long ago was that? Well, we joined War Room four years ago. 
thought it was four years. I thought it was longer. Well, no, this event, you're right. That event was six, seven years ago. We joined War Room two years after. I remember going down the escalator with you. Everything was all graphiced up. We're like, man, these guys do it so legit. Yeah. Um, so what happened is a digital marketer runs this event called Traffic and Conversion Summit. Uh, at the time, six years ago, they probably had 1,500 people in the room. This year, they had almost 7,000 people in the room. And uh, if you can even call it a room at that point, but we ended up joining Oliver and I, their high level mastermind called war room. It's, it's a mastermind for internet marketers. And we're sitting in the room with people like Frank Hearn and Dean Graciosi and just some of the top marketers in the world. And we built relationships with the guys that run war room and digital marketer. Over the course of time, we ended up starting a couple of businesses with those guys because of the relationship that we made in the room at their event. You know, and all these cool things have happened. We're now friends. And, uh, you know, a few weeks before Traffic and Conversion Summit, Roland calls me, Roland Frazier, and he's like, yo, we need an MC. Do you want to do it? Uh, there'll be 7,000 people. And you'll get to introduce people like Jay Shetty, who has gotten like billions of views. Did you know that he's only been around for 18 months? Dude, like 200, I mean, excuse me, something like 25 billion views he's gotten, all organic, non-paid um, in the past 18 months. So you get to introduce people like Jay Shetty, you introduce Frank Kern, Richard Branson, and the list goes on and on and on. And I, I'm sitting back there at this event and I'm pinching myself like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? three days of emceeing this in front of 7,000 of the most badass marketers and influencers in our space. And it all went back to making the decision to join War Room. If I would have never done that, if Oliver and I would have never done that, who knows what else we would not have in our life that we do today. Probably not um, dead. Um, probably would be. Probably not um, dead. And I'm like, I, I mentioned this at the beginning, I'm doing the same thing as well. Like Sam mentioned it, we, you know, I decided to put up my license move out of Chicago where they're born and raised from. And I know that I have to be uncomfortable for a year or two years doing that for the greater good. And, you know, I had to be closer to you guys, I had to be closer to a lot of other people, but folks, this is like nothing that is done by coincidence, right? It's not like, Oh, I just happened to go out and get uncomfortable. No, I'm getting uncomfortable because I know what happens when you do. Sam goes out and gets uncomfortable because he knows what happens when you do. People know that when you're getting uncomfortable, that you're getting ready for good things. We call them trials and tribulations. And um, behind every trial, there's a big payday coming or there's something good going to happen. You know, it's like, it's interesting to me, Mike, like you straight up and moved your family, your kids. You, you gave up your license because you wanted to be around a better network of people and your business has been skyrocketing since you did that. You know how hard it is to get an agent to go to like an event? So Lab Coat Live, we've been talking about it this whole time. It was in San Diego last year. At the time, we probably had 600, 700 agents. I promote it so damn hard and I can only get a hundred agents to show up. You know, you move across the country. That's how committed you are. What's my point? Like if you're going to let little things like going to lab coat live or, or taking the risk and joining closing table, those are so much easier than moving across the country. Even though Chicago's a shithole, <laughs> you made a good move in general. Like that's a really big decision to make, dude. Sorry to talk shit about your hometown. It's okay. I feel the same way about it. <laughs> I have fun there when I go there, but I don't want to live there. Get yeah. shot and shit. Too cold, too cold. I think it's a good point, man. And I think that this is a good topic. You guys, we're going deep here today because 
I think it's just something that you got to think about. Like all the time it's, I learned from just seeing other people's actions, but more importantly, it's more of like a uh, rejuvenation check. I think we got a event we're going to next week. And just the fact that I could get away for a day, refresh, recharge, but also get motivated, gets me back and I end up doing more, doing less because of that extra little oomph I get. And most of it's mental, I think. I think every event I go to, my um, the negative in my head, the little guy that says you can't do it is gone. And then the guy says, yes, you can, is getting bigger. And that just sort of kicks me in the ass every quarter. And we go to a mastermind or do something. And that's why I do it. Honestly, I have to, I need, I need someone to kick my ass. Um, totally. You know, cool. The other day, um, someone asked me, they were thinking about joining a mastermind and they asked me a bunch of questions and I'm just thinking out loud and I'm talking with him and I'll tell you, I, I said, excuse me. And what I told him, I was like, I got to tell you, dude, I feel like what a strong mastermind does for me is it makes me less scared about shit. You know what I mean? And, and that just came through me. And what do I mean by that? Like, dude, I have a bunch of really smart people in my circles that if I'm stuck, that would scare me before. Now I get to just pick up the phone and call someone in closing table or, or call you or uh, you're in closing table, but, you know, call my network of badasses that I've met by putting myself in the right environment. And all of a sudden, the things that are scary or were scary are just way less scary today, right? Because I... I know that I have the answers. I know that I have the connections. I know that I have the shortcuts. And it's always because I put myself in the situation where now I get to call people like you and Sharon and Kevin and, and all these badasses, Tristan, Nick, I get to call all these guys my friends because why? Because I put myself in the environment and we built a relationship and time does that. Yep. You are your own worst enemy, folks. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Don't let yourself get in your own way. Dude, I love it. I think this is great. I think our listeners got a lot. I think that um, folks just get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's <laughs> what I like to say. But Sammy, uh, go ahead. We're right at about that 30-minute mark. Why don't you talk about Closing Table? Because I know a lot of our listeners are interested. I get the question asked all the time. What is Closing Table? How's it work and all of that? So um, please go ahead and take the floor, Sammy. Yeah, happy to do it. Closing Table is, is a mastermind for the most successful people in real estate. We get together a few times a year in really nice five-star resorts. We learn together. We break through challenges together. We support each other. We have a lot of fun with one another. Uh, we start businesses and JVs with one another. There's people like Carrie Scholl that are doing $8 million a year in commission. Uh, there's people like David Tall, the CEO of Agentology, guys like Mike Cuevas, Mike Bjorkman, uh, Tristan, Kevin, Markarian. It's just a really strong group of, of power hitters in real estate. And we meet a few times a year. We have a bunch of events you get access to. It, it's really a, a special place for special people to grow their business. And it's not for everybody, unfortunately. It's more of that group for people that are super committed and really want to build those relationships. Um, and what I'll do for your listeners is anybody that goes to closingtablemastermind.com, there's a short video. This is invite only. There's not a sales pitch. It's a video. If you want to learn more, you put in your information and someone will call you. Tell them that you heard about us through Mike Cuevas and this podcast uh, and we'll have uh, something special for you. I don't know what, but I know it'll be worth over a thousand bucks. So um, let us know that, that you heard us on Mike Cuevas' podcast and we'll take care of you. Again, go to closingtablemastermind.com. Or you can just shoot me a text message. My cell phone number is 
Once again, that's 858-518-1533. Don't call me. Shoot me a text message. Tell me you're interested. We'll schedule a time to talk and remind me that you heard about us to Quevis and I'll, uh, I'll make it even better for you. Yeah, and if it takes more than five minutes, I'm a little nudge text. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you, folks. Thanks, Sam. That was awesome. Folks, I was, hope you took some notes on that. And thanks, Sam, for coming out of the show. And thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. You guys know where to find me. Very, very easy. Realestatemarketingdude.com. We do all your video work and make it look really cool on video. So go out there, check it out if that's what you are looking for or you like personal branding. So we got a lot of content on the site. A lot out of that. Thank you guys again. Appreciate all of you for listening. Leave me, show me some love. Leave me some comments. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. Sammy, thank you. And uh, we'll be back for another episode at another time. See you guys later. Bye. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.